When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. And it's that time of year, children. The top five albums of 2022, according to your hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined with the just out of the top five, well, maybe not quite top ten, definitely in the top 15, L.C. Fox. How are you this morning, L.C.? I'll take it. Top 15? Not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. No. Oh, God. I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate, well, I, I, I appreciate the complicult. Complicult. Hey, did you just invent a word? Uh, I right, call, call Webster. I, I may have. You yes. stole it? Oh, I, 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 I'm sure. Okay. I, I'm sure it exists out there in the in the world. Uh, how, how can how can I have an original thought? I'm sure I've absorbed it from somewhere <laughs> in my life. I got it in a dream. That's right. Yes. yes. So what are we what are we talking about today? Uh, I think the, the the title of the episode probably gave it away. I think so. But uh, top five, my friend, the, the the fuel that keeps the 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 cannon firing on all cylinders, and that is new music. Discovery, 26 hours of playlists, 
just weeding it down, getting down to the nitty gritty. What is going to make, what is, what is broken through for both of us, for the Baco, for the LC, this is your shopping list. This is how you can support rock, be it merch or anything from these bands, but you got to at least give these bands a listen. That's what we're saying. Now, I, when I was putting together my list, I kind of, you know, I wanted to be as thorough as possible. So I did. I looked up all the records that came out this year to just try to find, you know, make sure I didn't miss anything when I got to, to my, you know, I wheedled it down to 50, down to 10, down to five. But along yeah. the way, there was some surprising artists that I had no idea released records this year. Uh, I, I thought I'd hit you with these real quick. Please. Snoop Dogg had a new album this year. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you want me to say I did know or did not know? Or if you, you knew, care? yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Did you know okay. Snoop had a record out? Did not. Um, and then, you know what? Kind of a run of odd 90s, 80s bands. Um, Midnight Oil? Nope. Tears for Fears? Wow. Okay. No. Men Without Hats? No. Bananarama? Amazing. <laughs> and this is a deep pull. Nana Cherry. Do you remember Nana Cherry? Yeah, yeah, okay. she like the one one hit wonder kind of. Yeah, like Buffalo Stance or something like that. It, what, yeah, is, isn't yeah. she uh, Lenny Kravitz's sister or something like that? I don't know. That's that's information. But I'm going to tell you that th- this is a great list so far because this is the same thing when people when people say, "Did you know Scorpions and Striper came out with an album?" On the other <laughs> yeah. hand, so, you know what I mean? Like but, for pop, fair enough. I, I guarantee you know? anybody that bought the Nina Cherry record probably didn't realize Striper has a new album out. Right. Um, right. Papa Roach. I'm glad I didn't know that came out. Um, so wow. I dodged a bullet there. Uh, but now I'm sad. Jewel uh, has a new record out. And uh, did I mention Voivod? I don't think I did. No. And then uh, one of my personal favorites, Goat Whore. Goat Whore had a new album. <laughs> what about Pig Destroyer? Did Pig Destroyer come out with an album? Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't see Pig Destroyer. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, those, those, I, I love the, the name of that. Sometimes you see these band names. I'm like, wow. What, you know what I'm into? Pig Destroyer. My band. All right. I like it. That's good. Good. Some good facts there, man. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, that none of those made your top five either. I actually it was difficult to exclude all of them. So my my sure. top five is entirely comprised of those albums. No, no, none of those made my top five. So, yeah. uh, but, but speaking of that, then uh, do you want me to go first? Uh, that way you end up with the outro song. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. I just I already said me earlier. I mean, it's the same thing. Like I just put it all together in a playlist, and basically mm-hmm. the the ones that I that I kept coming back to, I would I put them in shuffle sometimes, and some and, yeah. and other times I would put them in full albums. And there were some that just like a. I'm going to guess on, on your end sometimes too, that ones that kind of over repeat listings lost their luster and certain ones went up. I don't know how you, how you work, but my list definitely rotated quite a bit the last three weeks, just kind of getting this, this ready. I, yeah, my criteria is the same as always. And I thought about for a second to kind of do one of those things. A lot of, a lot of shows will do like a, a scoring thing. They'll rank the, the songs on a record and they'll come up with a total score and they'll use that to determine it. Um, I went to a more simpler thing that, that I think is more true to me anyway. And that is which record did I go back to the most? Um, right. and yes. you know, the, 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 which one made me go listen to it again. And I, it, and I was never forced to like that skid row records. Like I gotta, I gotta give this one more spin. You know what I mean? None of these albums really did that. I went back to because I wanted to, and to me that really separated them from the rest of the list. So. And then on mine too, the, the top five, I all, 
I have one that's the only reason I don't have it on physical is because the physical is not available yet. It's coming out in January. But I did finally commit to all these in physical format, too. What about you? Did any, did any all of them except kind of... one I have on MP3. Just it's, it was hard to track down other than buying it on Amazon. I'm, I'm trying to, as much as I am critical of Walmart, I'm also trying not to buy physical stuff on Amazon as much as I have in the past. Um, so eventually sense. I'll get it. But it's one of the lesser known art, or a smaller artist. Let's put it that way. So point being, as much as we joke about that I'm a Spotify guy and you're not and everything like that, when it comes down to it, when you finally commit to it to saying that something is in your top five you've enjoyed it the, the creativity from this artist go merch buy the physical go to independent stores right we want to always mm-hmm. say that that buy, buy your music is our whole point so you, you are you ready do you want to count me in I'm ready, what man. do you want to do here that's man? it that's, i think that's enough pre-com let's go all right uh well number five uh one of the more recent releases of the year uh at least i don't know i'm thinking God, it's older than I think it is now. I think in August or September. Uh, Megadeth, okay. the, the Sick, the Dying, and the Dead. I'm not exactly sure when that came out. But that came in at number five for me. I think this is a solid Megadeth record beginning to end. And I got to tell you, Elsie, the bass just sounds amazing. <laughs> That's just a cheap shot. No, um, in spite of the lack of uh, Dave Ellison, I was able to enjoy this album. Um, and that, that, that to me is, uh, I don't know, a bit of a compliment to, to a, a guy who's a bit of a jerk, Dave Mustaine. But mm-hmm. I, I think this is an enjoyable Megadeth record all the way through. I think it's possibly their best thing since, well, Dystopia I probably like a little bit better. The, the, but those last two records have been pretty solid. But we have to go back to, I think, 13 was the one I really got into of, of recent ilk. Anyway, I, and then I know you, uh, I think in, in our previous conversations, you liked it a little less than me. But uh, maybe not. You might have it higher on your list. I don't know. My favorite track on it is still We'll Be Back. I don't know what yours is. I think that's the, the best written song, like top to bottom. That's the one like the I think is the, the best constructed. I mean I yeah. I, I thought it was I thought it was good, but there is um okay. maybe it was just the the Ellison, you know, he's he's got he's right in the pocket. He's got that uh, <laughs> that little bit of grease on his finger when he is when he's plucking the bass. Yeah, I don't he's know. There's just something Dahl, but he's he's not like some I don't even know who I don't even know who I'm going to compare him to. He's not. Uh, he's not uh, Newstead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, when I saw that tone at Rock and Pod, and he was throwing down that <laughs> the, the, those bass riffs with uh, whatever guy that he's not friends with those anymore. Was man, on stage, hands wrapped bark. around that neck. Yeah, who, who's Sliding that dude he was hanging down. out with? Well, the, Tom Hazard. Yeah, like the, hanging out with the Hazard. I mean, uh, helping out the homeless. I think, yeah, except about the homeless getting on stage, you know, he got to, got the sweatpants uh, going, stage outfit. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's the things I, you know, and I, I need to see all that. In they were going to a visual. strip club after the show. <laughs> oh, see, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> the old sweatpants move. Did you ever do that? Yeah. No. no, you didn't. <laughs> No, of course you not. didn't show up as oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah, guy shows up in sweatpants to a strip club. That's the bouncer immediately <laughs> kick him out. Anything that has a drawstring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went sideways there. We were talking about Megadeth, I believe. Um, and and yeah, uh, so so on that end, what tracks do you have any other standouts of it, or do you just put it on and just fucking rip, like uh, as far as that goes, because. It's pretty dense. I mean, you talk about they don't fuck around with time changes. I'll tell you that much, right? 
No, it's a, it's a record that I just I put on in play. Uh, I agree with your thoughts on uh, We'll Be Back. Probably the 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 best song on, on the whole thing. But I, there's a lot that I, I really do dig. Uh, the song that I'm going to feature, though, is Celebutante. See what do you got at number five? The f- the listeners are waiting. Man, it was a cage match, Baco. Let me tell you, right with the, this top five kept swimming. <laughs> I was like, which one am I going to pick? And it had to do with one that I just kept liking. Uh, the second half of the record. Yes, I listened to the second side of this album more and wow. more as time time went by, and it came down to just percentage of songs. It was it was between Audrey Horn, which I again from the last episode, Devil's Bell. You've got to check that album out. And Massive Wagons. Now, Massive Wagons has been... Go ahead. Audrey Horn would have been six, and you're saying? Yeah, yeah. They're number six. So Massive Wagons wins in there with their their album Triggered. And this is a a band that I think has one of the more unique sounding vocalists. Baz is his his name in the last couple of years. They're out of the UK. If you're not familiar, we've definitely... uh, Featured them on the show, but they're in the UK. This band is actually doing quite well. They've had like t- several top 10 releases. They just did what I call a three hours of smiles tour. And that was a co-headline, uh, both playing 90 minutes or more with ugly kid Joe in the UK. I would love to see that kind of show come to, to the U S <laughs> it's not going it would to be huge. It would be yeah. massive. It would be massive. It'd be massive wagons. It's right there in the name, right? If they just give them a chance they they'd be huge anyway. Sorry, that was the cheap shot so, at Aaron Camaro. <laughs> Not Ugly Clean Joe. I haven't even heard drop. the record. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, but they're out both supporting, obviously, their, their two new albums. And this one is just, it's just fun. Like the last one, it's, so it's not as good as House of Noise. And it's not as good as Full Nelson. But that's not a cheap shot. That's made those two, sure. like that, that was my expectation level. And I've, I I love those albums, but this one, like I would say, the first half is more jokey. Like maybe it has a little leans a little on the darkness side uh, of things, and then the other side is more like serious, not as goofy rockers. But all of them have killer fucking guitar, infectious choruses. That's my summation on the album. Did you have a chance to listen to the, any of this? 
I did, yeah. I've become a fan of these guys quite a bit. I tend to not care for things that are overly jokey. I think they have a good balance of, of not making it to the point where, you know, it is just too silly. Uh, they, they, I like a good sense of humor and a little tongue-in-cheek, and they, they, they do a good job of balancing them one. This is one that I made kind of a... I hedged my bets a little bit. This was a, a top-five contender for me. I eliminated it when I was getting kind of tight on a couple of these because I was like, I can almost guarantee Elsie's going to have it on his, and that way we can still talk about it, still share it. I think it's a, a great record. I agree 100%. It's not as good as the last two, and, and somehow that's not a cheap shot. It's still a good, good solid album. I do need to yep. buy it, though. I have not purchased it yet. Yep. So anyway, hey, we talk. It's a it's a catchphrase all the time, Ron, for, for you. You know, you know, this is a song for you, Baco. And I'm going to just <laughs> use the title track, and that's called Triggered. Fuck with a man about his creatures of the night. <laughs> I just want to enjoy something, man. Yeah. Why does right. everything have to be an invitation to take a shit? Man. All right, my man. You're number four. <laughs> what, what say you? Uh, well, I say that was a little underwhelming setup, but. Uh, oh, maybe. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Baco. What's your number four? No one wants that, Elsie. No. Nobody. Okay. All right. Sorry. That's a, I, you know, I like I like when I start doing something. You just go no. <laughs> uh, well, it happened once, and uh, I loved it. it uh, I loved it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just I was doing my gorge. <laughs> all right. Well, at number four, I have uh, an album we talked a little bit about, but not too much. I don't believe anyway. I don't recall talking about it. Getting it too heavy. It was released earlier in the year. I think around March, something like that. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Vedder, his latest solo album, Earthling. Um, I really enjoyed this from beginning to end. Surprisingly so, because I, I kind of just bought it on a whim. One of those times where I'm at Target, and my wife is busy, and I'm just bored trying to kill time in the what's left of the music section. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, hey, yeah, 10 bucks, I'm going to check this out. And uh, yeah, you know, I know it was uh, at least early in the year because I hadn't bought my new car yet because I listened to this CD in my car on the way home, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I 
took it in while I unpacked the Target haul and uh, digested it and listened quite a bit since then. I thank God I ripped this fucking thing almost immediately because I don't always do that. I try to pile up my CDs and then rip them when I got like a an, a good hour and a half of ripping to do. Right. I lost the CD. I can't find it oh. somewhere in my house. I mean, I can't believe anybody would steal just this. So I'm pretty sure. And I don't have any friends anyway. So <laughs> nobody ever comes right. over. Yeah. So in prep for this is when I realized that I can't find where the hell, wherever the hell I left it. So I had to listen to my CD rip uh, of that. Yeah. It's a great, uh, great album. Did you get a chance to get into this one? I don't recall. I, I need to go back to it. That's one that's not on my playlist. That, see, that's the thing is that, that you you miss sometimes. I listened to it in the beginning of this year also, and I dug it because I was surprised. I thought it was going to be more like acoustic. It was more rocking yeah. than, than I was yeah. expecting. And also, uh, not that they need a plug, but there's a great – did you ever listen to the interview with on Smartless? Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good interview with, with Eddie, entertaining. Agreed. And it, he was promoting the album at the time. So yeah. that's, that's why how I got, got to listen to it. I was expecting more ukulele songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. Like I said, I really just bought it on a whim. I was just going to say, I might like it better than the last Pearl Jam album. Oh, I definitely do. 100%. Yeah. It it doesn't sound like Pearl Jam either, other than his voice. It's, sure. It's, it's very modern sounding. The song I want to feature is called Rose of Jericho. What do you got at number four, LC? Or I'm sorry, what do you, LC? What do you got at number four? <laughs> Nobody wants that That's either, good. by the way. <laughs> oh, well. well. That's Wolfman Jack. We're a b- b- bit of a morning zoo show vibe, huh? Yeah? Yeah. Should we finally yeah. live up to expectations? Why start now? That's true. Anyway, so my number four, just straight up rock and roll and probably has my favorite song. You know, I'm just going to say it. Of, of all the songs I'm featuring today, this is my favorite song of the, of the year on this number four album. Hmm. And that is a band out of Nashville. They've been around for about five years. I think this is their third album. And that band's name is Goodbye June. Hmm. Uh, in this particular Great album... band. Yeah. In this particular album, they really went for fuck it we are going to be somewhere of a blend of acdc era with brian johnson 
combined with a little bit of swing from Black Crows. And that shows on a couple songs that, that it almost sounds like, okay, is this going to be a straight up ACDC type song? Nope. And then it stops. There's piano breaks. There's It flips the scripts on, on many of them. And this was just... Did you have a chance? Have you, have you a chance to hurt? hurt I forgot hurt this. this came out, and I have See? not listened to it at all. I do love these guys, though. Seen them live a couple times. I met uh, when? At, when did you see them um, open? I saw or... them at Northern Invasion once, and then God. about f- three or four weeks after that, they came back to town with uh, Bad Flower, and they played a local bar. Wow. And, wow. Uh, man, the musicianship in that band is off the charts. Yeah, it's just... it's Representative it... of Nashville in general when it comes to that. Yep. And, and just... This one just kept growing and growing and getting more spins from me. But the song that I am going to feature, and but I recommend getting this in full. The vinyl actually sounds fucking incredible too. So definitely get it. It's 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 sometimes it doesn't happen with the new pressings, but this one is a solid release. So again, it's it's goodbye June, and the track I'm going to feature is three chords. out of the nuts what's your number three number three is a band we've talked a lot about out on this show um they uh they caused a little bit of controversy early this year by doing a uh kind of lending one of their tracks to a i don't know we'll just call them a, a bit of a polarizing character in kid rock but uh, our friends in canada monster truck i got to interview their guitar player at the very first northern second northern invasion a uh, very cold cold day but uh being he's a canadian and i'm a minnesotan we had no problems elsie no problems at all. Uh, but yeah, Monster Truck released Warriors this year. Uh, this is just a really great follow-up to their last record. What was it called? True Rocker? Yep. And I, it's a record I can pretty much listen to the whole thing on. I, I do have my favorite tracks, but just it, it delivered. It, it uh, checked all the boxes I needed. This is one I need to go back and listen to it in full. It's on my playlist, and I love the singles. I loved, um, what's the one about catching your lady cheating? Like Get Up and Run or... Get my things and go. Yeah, I just haven't had enough t- chance to, to to listen to this in full. Is this the one you have? The, do you have the physical on this too? No, this is the one that I haven't. I'm I'm gonna I will track it down in the wild, or if it gets if I can't find it by 
January 1st, I'll probably just go to their web store and pick it up. But I did download the MP3 from them. And uh, so whatever. I, it's, it's a great fucking album. They got $10 of my money anyway. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to feature then the track that you just mentioned, Get My Things and Go. Yeah, just I've only heard Golden Woman get my things. I, I don't know why. I, when did this come out? Was it more? Re- it came out like October. It only has been out for like a couple months. I think right? late September. Yeah, it's 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 a later release. Okay. I, th- I think it was before October, but I just memory serves me. I had it before. Cool. All Let right, me- that gets uh hits you, man. Uh, number three on the LC list. What do we got? By the way, I'm no double up yet. So let's, uh, let's see if we can get your first one right here. I was figuring that. The, the, you're going to have Monster Truck in there. So I just figured you'd do the work and listen to it and recommend it. <laughs> uh, you're, <laughs> now you're stealing my move. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway. Hey, it um, works out for so, the listeners and the artists. So the next one is a release that came in. I think it came out in September. And I, I there was about two weeks where I just listened to this album, this album only. And that crept its way in to my top five. And that is from an artist that has been around for quite a while. He had a band in the late 90s and put out an album that is one of my my favorites, and that's the artist Butch Walker. So he put out, Mm. back in the day, Marvelous Marvelous 3 with Ready, Sex, Go, one of my favorite albums. Then he put Left of Centered, one of his solo albums, out. And his his solo output has been scattershot for me. I like it when he either is going all the way huge, like that Left of Centered Ready, Sex, Go, or when he does what I call his like Tom Petty slash Elton John zone, which was uh, this album called uh, Stay Gold in 2015. He's put out okay. random stuff in the last couple of years. There's one called American Love Story that did not work at all for me. But this one is called, and you'll love the title, and I'm sure if you're aware of this release, it's called Butch Walker is dot, 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 Glenn. That's the name of the album. <laughs> and Glenn is like this persona. It starts off with like a fake concert, kind of like you're going to go see uh, 
like an like an Elton John or a Tom Petty or whatever on stage. You got some banter going on right in the beginning. This has a lot just, of Chris Gaines vibes to it. It does. <laughs> that's what I was like. I was like, what the fuck is this? The album kind of looks like a 70s with that weird kind of like lighting. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure how to describe it. But um, and the actual physical releases of this is not even out until like January or or uh, but I pre-ordered it everything. But I've been listening to this. This thing is 35 minutes long. Every song on this, it is a true album. It's like a just a start to finish. It is these top three ones are what I call true albums. Again, like that from, okay. from just to flow. The other other two great collection of songs. I mentioned this before. Have you had a chance or even you've heard of this release? I and I had not heard of it. I'm very familiar with Butch Walker. Never really did much for me. He's kind of a, a guy who, whose career I admire quite a bit because he's probably made a ton of money doing stuff that we had no idea he was doing. Uh, where Pink. his actual wasn't he like in South Gang or something like that? He was like in South hit? Gang. Yep, yeah, okay. he was in South Gang, uh, and then he's he's done a lot of uh, co-writing for bigger artists. Right, that's like, what I'm talking about. Is the stuff go. that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, th- when I talked about the money, yeah, he's done co-writing with a lot of pop stars. And we got a guy locally here that goes by the Harmar superstar, Sean Sean Tillman. Actually, Owatonna's own Sean Tillman, and you, none of, none of, nobody's ever heard of him, but he's done a lot. He's written for a lot of the same people: Kelly Osbourne, Pink, yeah, uh, Christina Aguilera, and and he's made his pile of money. He he showed up in Owatonna to visit his mom over Thanksgiving with Macaulay Culkin a couple years ago. And they went down to one of the, went down to the, the two of them just went to the local bar there, you know, that opens every Thanksgiving night, and they 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 had a couple drinks and then left. But of course, that was the that was the buzz in Owatonna. Man. Of course. Uh, anyway, but uh, no, I, uh, I I appreciate what he does. I just ne- his stuff that never really clicked with me. Yep. So the the uh, again, did you think you were going to hear a Macaulay Culkin? story on this episode that's where you tune in people it's, a bit of a tangent that's right i love it love it so i'm going to feature the track roll away parentheses like a stone oh erewhon erewhon hear that tiny violin for the love of god it's a quarter to ten i can see through the glass from the outside looking in am i the only stiff working a job Oh, my favorite bar on Electric Avenue On a good night would host just me and you Yeah, and the jukebox would gently hum past two When we weren't on a social clock Now it's got some name with an ampersand And the code word for the door, you gotta scrawl on your hand The locals, you know, they don't really want to understand All the new kids on the block
of the parentheses. Yep. So I'm going to take the parentheses off because this is not subtext. This is not, you know, this is nothing subtle. We are down to number two, Baco. And I'm going to officially say that we do not have any of the same records on the record. Looking at my last two, I would be kind of surprised if either one of these were in in uh, in consideration for your top five. One possibly, but I think the other one you probably have you know hmm. forgotten it even existed. Now that that is my number two record. Now, as of the day before, uh, as of record store day, was the first time you could buy a physical product. Prior to that, it was only available streaming or uh, downloadable. Do you have any guesses as to who is my number two artist? I just picked up a physical copy as a Record Store Day exclusive release. Well, hopefully this doesn't... This doesn't ru- if I make a guess and it's wrong and it ends up being your number one, you're going to be pissed? No, and the, it's not. The, it, okay, okay. So this is... The one I'm going to guess is one that I possibly no, would have picked... It, it was released on... I just want to make sure you understand my question before you guess. You yeah. couldn't buy a physical copy of this release until Record Store Day Black Friday. Yep. I got it. So it has to be somebody it. that released a record. So, and yeah. I don't care if you so, guess it. That's fine. That's fine. Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Nope. Oh. That wasn't available physically before Record Store Day? It's, not, it's still on pre-order. Okay, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown was probably number six on my list. Um, so I'm hoping Should we that, that? Can we at least give props to that album then? Do you not have it on your list then? No. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Say what you want about that. No, no. Step all over I, my, I just my number two spot here. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Forget it. I'm, I'm out. Just, we'll edit that out. I just, I just, <laughs> that's what I, I was surprised. That was one that I, uh, I would have put in the other show, but I figured from you talking about that you, it was in your top five. That's all. It was so close, man. Um, I really do like that record quite a bit. It is so dark and dirty and, uh, it just has that, the right elements of Southern rock and country that I like. I, I like it when it has kind of an edge and kind of a, a broodiness to it. And that album delivers. So, um, and unlike some of the uh, earlier albums, this the songs sound more like a, a complete finished product where it was a little more scattershot, in my opinion, in the records prior. So yeah, I, I just I the song I figured that you'd really enjoy is the song Sunday No Show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, can I get to my number two, please? Uh, we, we've we've made the listeners wait too long. I have. You might actually consider this a joke record, but I think this is amazing. I have listened to this so much since it, it was available uh, to hear the whole record, and that is Dream Widow, the uh, fictional band from the Foo Fighters movie Studio 666. Uh, it features Dave Grohl basically doing everything except for there are some appearances. Uh, a guy named uh, Jim Rada on guitar on five tracks. Uh, Oliver Roman plays keyboards on two, and uh, Foo Fighter member Rami Jaffe also appears on two songs for keyboards. But I think this is what death metal bands kind of wish they would be. Uh, this is the best death metal record I think I've ever heard. Uh, it is <laughs> awesome. just it is amazing. It, it's recorded great, of course. And uh, when I saw that, I was bummed I had to work until about 2 o'clock on, on Black Friday. And so I was a little worried that I wouldn't get it. But uh, I went to my favorite record store, day, record store uh, down in the valley, and they had like 15, 20 copies of this. This is the one I was going to try to get two of. But anyway, one's enough. Cool. What, what are you going to feature on this beast? I have not. I've <laughs> only heard the one song that I think they put out for the movie like they had the the, the yeah the one they, they kind of teased the they had was uh, uh 
was it? A March of the Insane was the one that they released ahead mm-hmm. of the whole record coming out. But yeah, the, the, the whole record has been available, you know, for most of the year. I don't know, at least within a month of the movie coming out. I'm going to feature the song "The Sweet Abyss." See what do you got at number two? I've got a band that's fallen Actually, out of favor. Actually, now can we talk about the Scorpions for, for ten minutes? I'm just kidding. Oh what yeah, again. <laughs> uh, what do you got? You know what? Uh, there's another one. We'll, I'll just we already talked about it. We talked about it in the last just, episode. Oh yeah, no, I know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now is the one that I wanted to talk about last time. Last time too, before I do my number two, is just to give honorable mention because it wasn't done last time. Is no, Tuck, you only Tuck get Smith. one honorable mention. Time to move on. I'm just kidding. This is your show. Do what you want. Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. That was a album slash EP, whatever, eight tracks. Solid. Didn't make my top five. Kind of sounds like the biters, but not as good. But a decent release. Do you have a chance to listen to that? I am not a big fan. I've heard I, I've heard that song, The Ballad of Misspent Youth, and um, I think just f- doesn't, not my kind of thing. It's It's got, it's a little too, God, it, People are gonna shred me for this. It's like Bay City Rollers to me when I listen to it. It's just, it just, and and I'm going back to the biters a little bit on that too. I just think uh, Tuck Smith is what he is, and good for him. Uh, he's just all the best to him. Just not my thing. It's fine. You heard it here, folks. Tuck Smith doesn't churn Baco's <laughs> butter. It, it grinds my gears. <laughs> So number two, here's another one that uh, hadn't churned my butter in quite a while. But man, I, I mid-2000s, that, that era, it's been a long time. And every album this band comes out, love the singer, 
Not so, and, but the music keeps getting more and more processed. But they fucking hit pay dirt for me, and that is Shine Down, nice. Planet Zero. You know, th- this will actually please you very much because you know I have my little my theory that there's one magical writer that gets together with them and makes makes the, the good I, songs. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Not so much. You're going to be really shocked about this. Rob Caggiano. <laughs> <laughs> they have a guy in the band who plays bass. Whose name is Eric Bass? Mm, He's nice. the bass player in in the band, and he actually came up with the concept for this album. He uh, did. He wrote all these interludes. The whole concept of this is it's in the future, man. It's not 1984. It's 2184, and it might as well be 2084. It might as well be today because we're in an apocalypse. Things we're being mind controlled. There's all these things that are going on, but this album flows from from start to finish. I love the interludes. It's definitely an album, the true sense of the word. And actually, my point of that is that that bass player writes the majority of the songs with uh, with uh, Mr. Smith, the you know the guitar player, one of the, the oh wait no a singer yeah yeah and yeah and in short I and I'll throw it to you the the ballads on this are like and I've I've mentioned them again maybe in my old age I'm liking the Elton John zone because there's a couple like Elton John ish type ballads on this one too but uh, I highly enjoy it. I was shocked. There's got some, there's got some great rockers on there too that that strip away all that overproduced bullshit they've done in a while. But at the same time, it's way over to the top. Sometimes theatrical, but I'm in the zone mm-hmm. when I'm listening to it. So it's not like something I'm going to put up. These these songs are not going to be ones I throw on the party playlist. This is an album you listen to start to finish, and to that end, they delayed the release of this album by three months because the vinyls weren't ready in time. So they actually thought of, I think there was some inner things like, this is actually an album. We want all this stuff to come out at the same time. And they delayed all their marketing. So to that end, I thought that was pretty cool Very too cool. for a big band. I do like Shine Down. Yeah. One of the better singers of the last 20 years. Absolutely. And yeah, I, when they do a ballad, right. I love it. This record, I'm glad that I, I really kind of tapped out on them for the last couple of records. Even though that song, My Monsters Are Real, is okay, I just it was overplayed, and it was kind of a different <laughs> zone for them. I was glad that you, you... And also, I didn't care for the title track of this Planet Zero. I think it's really boring. That's fair. On your recommendation, you told me to check it out, and I, I agree. It's a solid album. I, I did not get as deep as you did, so it's nice to know the bass player kind of stepped up to Blade here. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. I mean, what's the chances that the guy's last name, right? Well, Just isn't saying. he one of the original members? Yeah. Like the, it's the wait, no, no, the guitar player and bass player were, were replaced. It's the drummer and singer that have been there the whole time. Is that what it is? Okay. But uh, he's, he's, it's been he's, a while though. He, he's he been around just, at least yeah. since uh, "Leave a Whisper." Yeah, or whatever yeah, that album yeah. is. I'm so, going back uh, over ten years. So anyway. So anyway, the song I'm gonna <laughs> I probably should feature a song, huh? Fuck it. We've we featured this one before, but I, I want it's it's the only one that really sounds good by itself, I think. Group think we are the ways. 
Last words you'd like to say before you reveal your number one about the year? No, um, it, it was a solid year for, I think, songs. But again, I think the album format, it's its dying. Uh, there are still artists that like, uh, well, Shinedown, they're, they're, that is a great example of still trying to put the craft into an actual album. But uh, a lot of these, I mean, we see a bunch of artists that actually will, will release like two EPs and then put them together and then just call that an album for whatever reason. There's, there's a lot of reasons for it. I, we don't need to get into all that, but it just doesn't seem like it's happening like it used to. But beyond that, you want me to get right into it? Let's hit it, man. You're number one. I, I of course, I, I always love discovering a brand new band. I like hearing fresh new music out of young creative guys. I just found this brand new release from this band called The Beatles uh, out of Liverpool. Oh, yeah? Uh, we talked about it in the last episode a little bit. I didn't want to get too deep, but yeah, Revolver. Okay, that's fine. All you right, pull I'll... off an LC. Yeah, it's new to you, right? Yeah, it's, fine. it's not. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Man, it would be really cool to discover the Beatles right now. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Oh no, never watched. I the didn't movie. see it. No. What's I know the, the movie you're talking it? about. What's yesterday? it called? Yesterday, I believe. Oh yeah. Okay. We just okay. Anyway, yeah. uh, this band actually is one of the most organic finds I've had in, in in recent years. I made a trip out to Seattle last year. And uh, I ran into uh, I I connected reconnected with a buddy from high school who he works in the the like the staging industry out there so he he works a lot of the shows that actually come through he recommended this band to me based on listening to our show he's like if you if you like that kind of gritty hard rock stuff you're gonna get into these guys so I checked them out when I got home uh, connected with the band and they released this album in January uh, I immediately sent them my fifteen dollars and they sent me this really really cheap packaged CD it's Hellbot. I'm holding it up for LC to see. But yeah, it is about as nice. low, low frills as you get as far as packaging. But this album from beginning to end, now there are there are highs and lows in this, but I can I put this in and I typically just play it. It is just that guttural, dirty, hard rock, uh, you know, a little bit of distortion on the guitars, just enough, and one of the best young singers out there right now. And I, I gotta tell you, I, I couldn't be more happy. I'm looking forward to hearing more from these guys. But my number one record of two, 2022 is a band from Seattle called Hellbot.
Well, LC, what do you got? Let's uh, let's give it to the people, man. The number one record on the LC Fox 2022 top five list. What do we got? I am in the same zone. This is a this is a, uh, this is a my top release was a grower for me throughout the second half of this year, and that's from a band that that uh, just like you, it's a fresh new band, and it's called Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh God. Are you surprised? So this is your real pick. I, I I'm not surprised. My, I'm not surprised. No. It made your top five. I, I like the record. It's solid. I just uh, I think you liked it a lot more based on our talks. Everything about this album should be something that that is. It's such a calculated release. It's like you always see these things where it has all the guest stars on it. Which usually the guest stars for me is usually a kiss of death. It's like having feature featuring whoever, and they do nothing. You hear it and you're like. I can't even tell that that was the person on the album. You know, like that's a fair generalization, on... but I, yeah. I will say a lot of the guest stars on this are not frontal. Like you're talking bass and drums. You know, he's not like bringing in a lot of different singers. I mean, there are examples of what you're talking about, but I think that that kind of adds to it that we're really just talking about the rhythm section for the most part. But there's a ton of featured different guitarists too yeah. that sometimes can be jarring. Yeah, good the only, point. The only good time point. I can think about this with. Uh, I guess there was different singers on that one, but I haven't liked a guest star loaded album as much as I've liked this since I liked the Slash solo album. That's the only thing I can think of. That's a good uh, one. And the, the Iomi record uh, I liked a lot. There you go. And then I'll go with Iomi. Oh, and I, I, Probot. Probot's amazing. That's true. That's another good one. But but rare. They, it's, it's. I think it's, it's a solid point. I I, I concede <clears throat> the, the 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 generalization. And not and even with the Slash one, it seems still okay. As much shit I it's night and day compared to the last one for me. And, and maybe he heard, Hey, we need some more guitars on this or whatever it is. But for some reason, just the fact that it goes from Jeff Beck to Mike McCready to, you know, Zach Wilds on about half of them, the Tony Iommi ones. It's, I think it was uh, that even to me, because this is now my third review of this goddamn album. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To me said, basically, it's almost like they put a, uh, you know, like an artificial intelligence or a blender and said like, here's everything you need from his career and it spit it out. And this mm. is what you should have. But, but Toomey even though it's so, it, Toomey should get his own podcast. I think he really should. Yeah. He really should. He, he is, he's a way with words, but you know, but it still, it flows. Like for me, it's like, nothing's jarring. Like, okay, here's the Eric Clapton song. Here's this. I have listened to this so many goddamn times. There's still parts that keep jumping out at me um, on it. And I'll just sum it up like this, a song that in the, in the beginning I was like, yeah, you know, degradation, uh, rules is a great Tony Iommi song. He's on two, but the other one, no escape from now. I don't like it as much. It's a little slower. Fuck that. That is the one that like at at the, yes, at the four minute mark when he says that the funny, like somebody stopped me and it kicks into this, (laughs) this riff. I'm like, mother fucker is this just bringing me back to sabbath but not seeming like a sonic here's the difference this takes you back to stuff you love but it's not like it but it's it's good songwriting amazing guitar playing from all the guests and it doesn't feel like the version that skid row was doing where it just doesn't hit the songs just aren't there the songs are fucking here on this album and ozzy sounds good i don't care how much bullshit is used in the studio i'm convinced i love it my number one your I like I like the record a lot. Uh, I really do. I, I like Ordinary Man better than this one. Um, I will concede wow, okay. the, the guitars are. I think the songs are better on Ordinary Man, but the guitars are much better on this album. 
Um, that's the one thing I think this record has over that one. The production is all pretty much identical. Not surprisingly, you got the same guy doing it, and and a lot of the same like bass player. And I think Chad Smith and Duff played a lot on the last one too. Right. But yeah, I, I, look, man, this was definitely a top ten record for me. Just not top five. Cool. So I'm going to feature. We're going to jump in to the part that I love on No Escape from Now featuring Tony Iommi. I think that was a great shopping list for our listeners. I mean, that was good. We, I, I, I am surprised we didn't have one dupe. I thought there'd be at least one. Yeah, I, I was. Great. I, 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 once we got started and and we got to about the, the our, th- our fifth and fourth pick, I'm like, I don't think he's got my top three. I thought maybe for a second you might have Monster Truck, but I was just like, yeah. But that said, yeah, I got some stuff I put on my shopping list as well. So it's uh, always good to good fun to do this episode at the end of every year. Yeah. So I think we proved it. You want to get out of here? All right, buddy. Rock is not dead. (sighs) I got nothing.
Yeah, man. Rock is not dead. Say something. <laughs> That's how you God should damn it. Just say uh, something. Where I just, you just have me whispering, say something. <laughs> no, what do you got? Uh, Dear God, man, say something. You sound like an idiot. You want to just do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought that pissed you off. No. But you're going to go with it. Okay. I like it. Okay. Why not? We, how many of these have we fucking uh, done? 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.